I'm Lindsay Wilson, the Queen of Glam, and this is the podcast, Business of Glam. I created this podcast to help us all find the magic in business and everyday life. With over 20 years in the beauty industry, you name it, I've probably done it, avid product and fashion enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a single 40-year-old woman on a quest to live my best authentic life, I wanted to bring you people and resources to help inspire you to do the same. In balancing all life has to throw at us, the highs and the lows, I hope we can learn to ride these waves together to find the true essence of glam. Because at the end of the day, I think what we are all craving is community, connection, and a sense of not being alone. So join me on this journey to turn glam outside in. On this mini episode of Business of Glam, we put together our favorite clips from guests about the importance of trusting your intuition, following what brings you joy, and creating your reality. We hope you enjoy. How do you kind of, how do you listen? I think we all have that little voice inside of our head. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, is that our ego? Is it God? Is it? The universe, like, how yeah. do you trust that guy or feel like, oh, oh is this something question. that I'm overthinking or yeah. that, like, how do you choose that direction? Because well, I think it's served you very well. Yeah. So for me, as a person who worries a lot, um, who overthinks a lot, um, I think the, the biggest tool um, is just discernment and knowing, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just discernment. It's like, you know, if you ask me, Brian... I, sorry. If you ask me, Brian, what do you want to eat? I give you two options, chicken or fish. What am I in the mood for? What feels right? Mm-hmm. What caters to my need at that? What what wouldn't harm me, right? I'm going to be like, I like chicken. I like fish, but what kind of fish, you know? And then you start, you start to weigh out, you know, what, on a spiritual level, right? So... For example, again, I'm having a fight with my girlfriend, but I'm supposed to go to this movie. I know. I, I was going to bring this up. Yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going I'm going to a movie, and I'm having a fight with my girlfriend. I'm not going to be able to enjoy this movie because mm-hmm. I had a fight with her. We're already arguing. I don't want to be around someone that doesn't appreciate me, and I don't respect her. It was toxic, right? But would I rather just cut my losses from the movie tickets that we have, go hang out with my friends at a show... I don't know who's performing and just see what happens. I'd rather do that than be in this filth, right? And I just I just kind of went with what's the word they what's the road less your, travel like or, yeah, yeah, your I, gut feeling Yeah, or... and it just it just felt right and um I I do that all the time like even deciding to come on this show today. I support you. I will I support everything you do. I rather hang out with you then go edit some photos right now you know <laughs> so i don't know but i don't know it's just it's just it's just a gut feeling i think it takes time it takes practice it takes um the courage it takes faith i was gonna say i think do you ever feel like you're disappointing so like the girlfriend that you had yeah. the night of the theater i broke up with her the next day because of that i was like yo if i yo you you gonna be the death of me you know <laughs> literally literally we, we you know so yeah. it's like um, yeah. <laughs> so how do you deal with like following your gut and following what feels right to you Yeah, and standing in that truth and dealing with people that might be disappointed or let down or yeah. add in whatever so, adjective so, that you want? So the question is, how do I 
follow that guy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just feel like in any situation, you just have to rise up and just go through it, shit. I mean, it's life. You can't go through life being scared. So it's like, you know, you have consequences. So it's like, go through it or not. So mm -hmm. I, I choose to go through. I, I don't know. I, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. It's natural. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to really. Cause it's a like, really good natural talent that you have yeah. that you like listen to the voices or gut or yeah. that instinct that you have. You know, and it's not led you wrong yet. Yeah. My dad used to, growing up, I used to overthink my my dad telling me this: "Use your head." I didn't know what that means. Like, use your head. There's a scene in Hercules where he was like, "Use your head," and Hercules like rams the enemy with his head, and yeah. I was just like, "I don't think that's what he meant, right?" So now I just use my head. I just think, you know, yeah. what makes sense, you know, even if it doesn't pan out the way I hoped, you know, there's some good can come from it, and mm -hmm. if it doesn't, it's like okay. I'm going to use my head again in that situation. So it's, you know, it's just, I don't know. We're all doing it. You know, we're all trying yeah. to figure it out, you know. But, you know, some some people are not as... In tune. Or in tune or yeah. as open as I am. Like I said, the day that I stopped caring what people thought about me was the day that I started living. I think, do you have any advice? I, me and my girlfriends talk about this all the time. Right. And I was like, I feel like we're kind of that first generation of women mm -hmm. that are like late thirties, early forties that are kind of breaking that generational curse that like, we don't have to follow all of these mm -hmm. steps and be married by a certain mm -hmm. time or like all of these standards that have been put on us right. because that's what our mothers and their mother's generation yes. needed to do or had to do or, you know, and they want you to be that good girl to follow that way right the labels <laughs> yes the labels <laughs> yeah do you have any advice for people out there that are kind of breaking that generational curse or going off into a new direction and like being able to have that trust in themselves you know it's about taking risks i think and doing what brings you joy i i believe that every human being on this planet has a purpose and a passion and it can be a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. We can have to do the daily grind nine to five in a job that we don't love, but they have a hobby that they love. But it's really honoring what brings them joy and following that. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's why we're here. We get one chance in this body, mm -hmm. you know, in this lifetime. And so it's do what brings you joy. And art is kind of your outlet. How did you mm -hmm. decide to kind of dabble into that? Like leaving real estate. You kind of did a whole like 180, which is amazing. I, I think it is following your passion and mm -hmm. following what your gifts are. How yeah. did you get into art? Were you always artistic as a child? And I adult? was, and I loved it. And then I really started painting in my 20s because um, I wanted to stay sober. I was a club kid. Mm -hmm. I went to the clubs in my 20s, Club Sanctuary, the Voodoo Lounge, Alley Cat. Like that was my thing. And when I decided to be sober from alcohol, I'm like, what's going to keep me home yeah. that's interesting, that's going to keep me from going to the bars? Mm -hmm. And so I painted, and then I had kids, and I I didn't think I could do it anymore. And then my husband, Gary, um, when we first started dating, he saw some of my pieces, and he's like, why are you not doing this? <laughs> I mean, I really attribute Gary. <laughs> yes. I was like, God, how do we all find Gary in our life? I, <laughs> he really is the most incredible human being that I've ever met. But he, you know, he was like, you have got to start doing this and so just little by little um, I connected with a woman um, her name is Deborah Courtney and she owns Denver Art Company and I've known her since I was a child and I reached out and I'm like hey 
I, I paint. <laughs> do you Are you me? interested? Yeah. And she was. That's amazing. Yeah. And your art is really incredible. Thank you. I think it's Thank so you. amazing. And you've done like album covers. And I remember us talking about this, right? So I've done um, a painting for Anastasia Elliott. And she's um, an artist in Nashville. And then um, I sold a painting to Ann Taylor, the clothing mogul. That could be maybe what you're thinking. Maybe that's and what I'm And then Andrew Lyko, he's a celebrity artist in California. And he has one of my pieces. It's amazing. But I love any, I mean, yeah. anybody and everybody. I'm so honored every time somebody buys a piece. So, like, there's studies that show that when you do hit a certain age and you hit the midlife, you do realize what's important to you in yeah. the world and that you want to unravel and become who you actually are and who yeah. you were meant to be instead like of it. everything that everybody has ever told you that you have to be or that you should be or should do. And you hit a certain age that you're like, that's bullshit. I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Which, again, your perception of self, right? Like, mm-hmm. we... We want to be who we think we want to be yeah. in our early ages, 20s and 30s. And I think at some point, like you're saying, you may realize, wait, I don't think I'm that person. Actually, yeah. I think I've always been this person and this is what I want to do. I like mm-hmm. that. I'll have to read that book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so we're just unraveling. Yeah. But how did you decide like, what your passion was, how to kind of create a business out of it and follow that direction? Well, like I've always been entrepreneurial, so I've always figured out a way how to make money doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you, usually I've lost a lot of money before I figure that out. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> what always happens when you start a business of any kind. I think so too. Um, and no different here. Like I've invested quite a bit of money. But how did I figure that out? I've always been interested in hunting. I grew up hunting. I'm from the Midwest, Nebraska. And my dad hunted. My mom hunted. And I was always very passionate about it. But the 20s hit and I got way more passionate about girls sports mm-hmm. 30s hit got very passionate about business wanted to make money because i believed i wanted to be the man in the business world um and then 40 came i was like you know i don't care about any of that i have a fantastic wife so girls are is not prevalent anymore i have a, a beautiful daughter at the time when i started this i now have a little boy and i want to have great experiences in my life what kind of experiences do i want to have so for me it was amazing experiences out in nature hunting and when i say hunting it's not killing that's not the experience i'm looking for Mm -hmm. obviously that's the end goal of a hunt but the 95 percent of it is like i just got back from alberta canada never been to alberta never saw the landscape i just immersed myself eight days in the wilderness of alberta and experienced that nature yeah. I did not harvest anything. I didn't kill anything. It was a moose hunt. And that's 100% okay. Because yeah. the reason why I went there was for the adventure, not for the murdering of animals. <laughs> Murdered the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you said, life had kind of changed as you transitioned into the different decades. Mm-hmm. When you hit your 40s and were like, hey, I'm going to sell this franchise and I'm going to get out and I'm going to start a hunting channel. Yeah. Having a family, having a wife. Obviously, yeah, she's very supportive. Oh, my God. Amazing. So... <laughs> yes, you have to be an amazing person to deal with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of taking that risk, it's a little bit bigger than when you were in your 20s and you could it's, sleep on Corey's sofa. Yeah, there was more people involved than just me. But backing up into my 20s while I'm sleeping on Corey's sofa, my parents had actually put up their land 
in Nebraska. There's a, we have a cattle farm there to, to enable me to get a loan to buy the business that I was running. So there was a lot of pressure to get that money back yeah. and not lose the land. So there was a lot to lose then. And there was a lot to lose now. For sure. For sure. I didn't make some money on the franchise and selling those businesses. So I had a little bit of a cushion. But it literally, it was pennies on the dollar of what I should have been able to sell it for five years prior. Mm-hmm. Right. Got enough money to say, okay, I got some cushion. I got a couple years worth of living to try to make this work. So in my mind, it was, you know, most people work their ass off until they're 66 years old, 65. And then they retire. But by the time they retire, are they actually even healthy enough to do what they really want to do yeah right and then they may die a year later and they've got one year of retirement so i took my retirement early so the last three years i've been on retirement my retirement fund has definitely dwindled quite a bit yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i do think that we're kind of reversing that retirement i think so too i i would rather be young and be able to like be physically active and not have to worry about how far the walk is or absolutely the hike or what have you yeah, and whatever you enjoy now, I'm sure, I'm assuming you enjoy traveling. That's probably mm-hmm. one thing. As you get older, that becomes more difficult. Yeah. I love that you've like decided to follow your passion. Not that fitness wasn't your passion before. And it still is. But yeah. yeah. I still stay fit. Yeah. Just how would you describe, do you think, so obviously turning 40, mm-hmm. the post-COVID, like especially being in business, mm-hmm. kind of afterwards kind of made us like, reevaluate what was most important in life yeah. hmm. do you think that that kind of helped push you into that avenue and i see what you're saying to be honest with you covid didn't affect me very okay much. it affected my businesses but i was already on my way out of the okay businesses. i was already transitioning you had already made that myself. decision mm-hmm. okay. already, before covid hit i was already out just i was already actually out i was just still consulting yeah the businesses okay so, but COVID didn't affect me very much. I don't let much affect me. I yeah. try not to. I, I call it my happy little bubble. I don't watch the news. I don't allow anything that I cannot control negatively from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And I create my own little happy little world. Whether or not it's the reality or not, I don't care. It's my reality, yeah. right? And it. so, yeah, it's my lens. And I keep a happy lens on the best that I can. I love that. So I didn't really look at COVID at all. Yeah. You know, I did what I needed to do if I was traveling or wore a mask. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, we, the businesses I was running through restrictions, okay, do what we need to do. Yeah. But I didn't really look at it that much. Tried not to. I love that. Is that yeah. part of your, like, self-care? Yeah. It's creating that happy bubble? Creating that happy bubble. I, I truly believe you can create anything you want in your world and your perception is everything. How you perceive something is everything. That's your world. Yeah. So why not perceive it how you actually would like to perceive it why not make yourself feel happy mm-hmm. why not make yourself feel good mm-hmm. you know it's all fun yeah we're on the opposite side i know there's plenty of people in the world that love to make themselves feel bad dwell on the negativity and if too many mm-hmm. things are going good in life where's the negative yeah how can i feel like shit because i'm used to feeling like shit and that's comfortable yeah i don't want to feel like shit no yeah or when's that shoe gonna drop right those questions that you kind of fall into so yeah. it is making a conscious effort of moving in that other direction. It is. You literally can control everything mm-hmm. in that. And I think it's also the people that you surround yourself with. Absolutely. When you're around people that are like, oh, I have no money. Oh, like this well, is such me. a stress. This is that. This mm-hmm. is so bad. It like just energetically can take you down that spiral. 
Well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely people that you're around that drain your energy, and there's people that can give you energy. And mm-hmm. I don't hang around with people that drain my energy. I love that. But someone's like, woe with me all the time and very negative and always seeing the glass half empty. And that's not what I want in mm-hmm. my life. And for me to sit there and say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that must suck. It takes a lot for me to say, you can change all, to not say, to not shake them and yeah. say, what the fuck are you doing? You yeah. literally have all control over this. Why do you want to be this way? For sure. Yeah. I love that. What would be advice to your kids if they decided that they gained your entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to start businesses? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my advice is life is not that serious. We're not going to get out alive anyway. Mm-hmm. Have fun. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's very eye-opening to kind of really see how many years that you have left or that you have lived and then we don't think about near the end of our life we're going to be disabled Mm -hmm. we're going to really be having people take care of us like we can't take care of ourselves so what are you doing with this time are you living with meaning and purpose or are you going through the grind you have to reevaluate what you're doing i think it's so easy for us to get caught up in the grind yeah and the hustle yeah I think that's our culture too. For sure. Mm -hmm. I was like, I grew up like you have to hustle, you have to Mm -hmm. hustle hard and you see celebrities or success stories and it's like the 4 a.m. wake up and you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to check the boxes. How can you kind of reprogram yourself to say, I don't have to do that? So I think you have to remember that you are not those celebrities. You have to know what your skills are. What are your gifts and talents? Are you really good at analytical thinking to where you've got numbers down like that? You can figure, then you need to be doing something that you can use your gift and talents. I have interpersonal intelligence, which means I can understand and read people very well. And I am doing exactly what my gifts and my talents allow me to do. That's to be present in front of people, hold the space for people, and walk them through the journey of healing. That's, I'm using my gift and I feel really powerful every time I have a session feels good and it goes like that Mm -hmm. but if you're going through the grind and you're like this isn't working that means you're not living in your sweet zone you got to figure out what it is there's there's kinetic intelligence where you use your body you know for sports or play there's people who are musically intelligent there's intrapersonal people who love mindfulness and can do really well at yoga there's like eight intelligences that people can live in you may not be that celebrity that wakes up at four in the morning but you may thrive knowing how to analytically solve problems Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to thrive that's where you're going to have meaning and purpose got to find that sweet zone you got to find it what how can you kind of figure that out like i know through therapy yeah. it was like go back to those things that you yes. loved doing as a child and like soothe that inner child and like figure out like love the inner child stuff so i love to color sometimes when yeah. i'm pissed off mm-hmm. like but that's i think I that's the artistic part of you right i think you have that artistic intelligence in you so what i would say is reflect on your life for a minute and think about times where time flew by oh my god it's already been three hours i can't mm-hmm. believe it's been three hours and i was mowing the lawn or whatever else when time escapes you and you don't feel drained but you feel kind of spirited you feel good that means you're doing 
the right thing and and to explore that a little bit more because if it's mowing the lawn for three hours that's a that's a lot of gas on that mm-hmm. lawnmower there mm-hmm. but it could be that going out in nature and do and connecting with nature is an intelligence of yours so how are you going to do more of that mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah 100 percent. sit with what you have to reflect what have i done in my past that has really made me be like damn mm-hmm. time went by mm-hmm. i'm lindsay wilson and you've been listening to business of glam You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.